What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of All the Freaking Things. I'm Maggie. I'm Sam. And we're so happy to have you back for another great episode. So excited. <laughs> yeah. We have a great topic today. We're going to be talking about insecurities, which we all have. I have a lot. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but before we get into the main topic, how are you? I'm good. Happy to actually get on the pod and start. We've I know. been here for an hour. We've been having audio issues and we found out that it was just there was something wrong with our mic the whole time. <laughs> so frustrating though. <laughs> we figured it out. We always figure it out. We always do, but it's a challenge and it's very frustrating because we've been doing well for so long. We were like, we got this. We got this. Like Maggie last week was like, it's been easy sailing for us. And then literally right after it. she said that, we had to start using our mics together last week because the same issue happened that we were having today. Yeah. I jinxed it. It's okay. Honestly, we figured it out though. <laughs> but I want money for my mic because that's ridiculous. <laughs> we had it for like two months. I know. We worked hard for that money to pay for that mic. <laughs> and we're still trying to save up for other things. So that's right. we could use that money for something I else. I know. How's your week going? Honestly, it's been good. It's been a long week. It's like my first full week back to work because last week we had a short week. And next week I have a short week because Martin Luther King Day, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. But it's been a long week. I've been struggling to get out of bed. Yeah, it's so hard. My alarm has been going off at like 6.45, 7. I've been getting out of bed at 7.30 and being at work by 8 o'clock. Do you set one alarm or do you set like five? Oh my God. I literally snooze. I literally set like five alarms. Really? Yeah. So I try to get up at 6.45 for work every day. I set an alarm for 6.45, 6.50, 7 o'clock. And 7.15. And I'm usually out of bed by 7. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I know I have somewhere to be and I cannot be late, then I spring out of bed. But if I, if it's like flexible, I'm very, I'm going to snooze. I'm going to snooze. I'm going to yeah, snooze. Yeah. I have always been really good about getting up when my alarm goes off. Or sometimes I'll even get up like a few minutes before the alarm goes off. Like five minutes and I'm like, oh, I only have five more minutes left to sleep. So and then like I can't fall back asleep. The worst is when you wake up right before your alarm. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. But I'm really good about getting up. Like once I my alarm goes off, I'll kind of doze. But it's not like a full sleep. I know I have to get up. Yeah. But no, I'm so bad. Yeah. It's a struggle <laughs> right now. I think I'm just still struggling to get back into my routine. This week's been so much better mm-hmm. than last week, but it's still a struggle. Yeah. How's your week going? My week has been a whirlwind. Like, I don't even know what's up from down right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just been so chaotic. Like, work has been so busy. Like, good busy, but just so busy. And the day flies by. And then I've had so many things going on after work this week. So I just feel like I can't catch my breath. And we have a very exciting weekend coming up. But the weekend's just as busy. So it's just like, today I had like a four-hour long client meeting. And I was hosting majority of it. And then I came home. It was like an hour drive. As soon as I get home, I have another client meeting that I'm leading the whole call. Now I'm here. I just, I feel like I've talked so much today. I'm so sick of my own voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all I've done today is just talk and talk and talk. I honestly feel like that's my days a majority of the time. Yeah, that's true. Because I talk all day long. And then when I get home, I'm like, don't want to talk anymore. Yeah. And I sometimes hate the sound of my voice, but I just have to do it for my significant other. (laughs) I have to be present. I have to speak. I feel like Zach sometimes enjoys me just being quiet. Yeah. I feel like sometimes (laughs) like we've just both looked at each other and we're like, it's just not the time tonight. We're just coexisting at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. We had a fun weekend though. We did. 
went 80k baby i frolicked through the snow again the mountains yeah again <laughs> i'm so glad we got snow for you and aaron to do that though it's so beautiful up there i love it it's so cozy i love going there every year Fingers everyone cross we can if go you next haven't year. been to the adirondacks you should go yeah it's yeah. really really fun up there and everyone loves it when it's summer because that's like their prime season but I feel like winter is just so cozy and beautiful and people that don't go in the winter they really don't know what it's like up there but it's just so calming and it just is good for the soul it, it really is I love it I actually love it in the winter I've been in for I think almost every season and I think winter is my favorite and then Aww. fall and then summer well fall foliage up there is insane yeah I've been to like Lake Placid in the summer like when we went it was like close to I Lake Placid that. But, like, I haven't been to Old Forge in the summer. And Old yeah. Forge is popping in the summer. Like, Dakers, I guess, is insanely packed. And I want to go and just experience it. It'd be it. fun. It would be really fun. Yeah. I want to rent that woman's place that we rent from, the yeah. one in the front. Oh, and, like, yeah. rent that for, like, a weekend up, or something. I looked up Airbnbs there for the summer, and they're completely booked. Yeah, it's like insane. You know how much money they're probably making in those Airbnbs in the summer? Like, that's why I want to invest in property up there. Because I think we could probably make so much money in the summer because we won't go there in the summer. We live near a lake. There's, You know what I mean? There's no point in us being there, but we can make cash. Seriously. Maybe that'll be my side hustle. We were just talking about this. Maybe I'll do something like that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just found out my destiny. You got to buy the properties (laughs) first. (laughs) With the money that I don't have. (laughs) You still got to buy the property. (laughs) Well, maybe I can like go on in on it with some people and then we'll figure it out maybe I can take a loan I don't know we'll yeah. figure it out okay I'll help you decorate thank you I'll keep <laughs> you posted well um yeah so I'm excited for the weekend I'm excited to just relax I need a glass of wine ASAP so five o'clock tomorrow there'll <laughs> be one in my hand yeah it's time I feel like it's been a really long week too so I'm just looking forward to relaxing I'll be home this weekend which is nice I feel like I have a lot of stuff around my house I can just get done and get caught up mm-hmm. with and that I have a short week next week. So Monday I can just like get up and chill and I don't have to like stress and run around and do anything. Yeah. I just want Monday to just chill. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. I'm very jealous. I will be working. <laughs> I know. Can you work from home at least? Yeah, but I probably will go because I'm working home tomorrow. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I usually do on Fridays, right? Yeah. Well, should we get into it? Yeah, we should get into it. We have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited Not about that it, I haven't though. done enough talking today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this topic though I really am no it's a good one it, I think it's very relatable we all struggle with insecurities we know that I do um and basically we're going to kind of talk to talk through kind of the core main insecurities and how pretty much all of those struggles that we all have kind of stem from these and how they can maybe occur in your life how you can identify them and what you can do about them so I feel like just to start off, it's absolutely normal to feel insecure. It's a very normal feeling for human beings. So I think when you do go through those, you know, situations or you're struggling, to take mental note of that. Like, this is a normal feeling. It's okay. Yeah, everyone goes through it yeah, at one exactly. point or another in your life. What's more important is understanding why you feel that way, which takes a lot of self-reflection. Like, identifying one that you are feeling this way and trying to figure out why you're feeling this way it does it's not easy to do um especially if maybe you're new to kind of self-reflecting and working on yourself um but if you are often finding yourself like having these feelings um more likely there's a lot more to the story and you just really need to figure out that root cause so a lot of times insecurity can come from your childhood past traumas 
recent experiences of failures, rejection, loneliness, social anxiety, self-doubt, or just someone passing judgment on you, which we know the society we live in is, is very judgmental. So that can, that's, it's very easy to happen. Yeah, totally relatable for me. A lot of those things that you're bringing up, I feel like I struggle with that at times. I think it's been a lot better for me over the last couple of years. I've done a lot of work on those things, but those things still come up. And I think they're always going to come up and be a part of my life because that's just kind of at the root of who I am. And I think those things can evolve and become better, your insecurities. But I think sometimes those will pop up and don't be discouraged if they continue to because it's just a process. Yeah. And for me, I know that it could be daunting when you feel like you've worked on something for so long and then it comes up again. You're like, well, why is this insecurity coming up if I've done so much work on it type of thing? But I think you have to remember that it's deep rooted core stuff. And a lot of the reason why you have these insecurities is because of that. And it won't just necessarily go away. You might be better able to cope with it, but it Mm -hmm. might not go away. Yeah. And I think just at least being able to recognize it is that first step in, in understanding that it's not that other person, it's me type thing. Um, and it can be exterior. I don't want to say that. I mean, people p- will pass judgment and that sucks. So again, we'll get into kind of my thoughts behind that too. But <laughs> to get into it more specifically, um, we're going to st- start by talking about kind of the common insecurities that we face on a day-to-day basis and what you can do to acknowledge those feelings and overcome them. So I got a lot of this information from Psychology Today. It's a really interesting article, so I will link it in the show notes if you want to read more about it. Um, But there's three types. So the first type is insecurity based on recent failure or rejection. I think we all have come across this at some point in our lives, um, and it can greatly impact how we feel about ourselves, truly. Um, research suggests that up to 40% of our happiness quota is based on recent life events. Wow. Yeah. That's a crazy statistic. Wow. I can't speak. Statistic. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these events include something drastic like a death in a family, a friend, an ending of a relationship, maybe even health issues. But I also think it doesn't need to be necessarily that drastic. It could be failure in a job, failure of a class, um, it can be a grand a grand scheme of things. So some of us already have low self-esteem to begin with. Me, I'm, I'm part of that. So experiencing things like failure or rejection can deliver a double whammy to your confidence. So we'll kind of talk about the type three insecurity shortly. But I think that these two kind of go hand in hand a little bit. But from there, you kind of start to develop even more negative thoughts and connotations about yourself, which eventually you end up believing. I mean, there's so much truth to like when you think about manifesting, for example, like you're thinking these positive thoughts, you're thinking these positive things. And as you do it over and over and over again, you start to believe those things. But it's the same for negative thoughts about yourself. So it's like really trying to rip yourself out of that mental state. So some tips to really kind of get yourself out of that and overcome it is number one, give yourself time to heal and adapt to the new normal. I think if you're ever in a situation where you've been rejected, whether that be in a job or maybe a relationship, taking a step back and acknowledging this is a really shitty situation that I'm in right now. It's okay to feel this way. I just need a minute. I need a breather. Get out and engage with life. Follow your interests and curiosities. So yeah, take that minute, take that breather, but then life is still moving. 
life doesn't stop just because you're going through a shitty moment in time in your life so you really just got to keep going Mm -hmm. time does help heal i don't necessarily want to say it's the key to it's not the be all end all but but it does help so just kind of okay taking a minute taking a breather and then kind of starting to go through your day to day and then look for new things that bring you happiness Mm -hmm. lean into the things that you know bring you joy right if you know there that are things that make you happy or bring you happiness you should lean into those things because you know that you can rely on those things to make you feel better yeah and that can be your friends and family I mean for me that's who who brings me the most happiness yeah the most happiness and and support and all of that is family friends for me for sure too Mm -hmm. get feedback from people you trust it's okay to or sometimes we all need that one friend that's gonna like really lay down the truth for you they could deliver that a little nicer like hopefully they're not you know or just a different perspective on the yeah, situation but sometimes it, you need other eyes on it exactly like it it's important to have someone in your corner that's gonna deliver the hard truth and I feel like it's important to know too that the way that you see things other people don't see it mm-hmm. that way so if you're in this lull of feeling whatever type of way or whatever you're insecure about 90% of the time other people around you don't see that you're struggling with that and they can see it from a totally different lens and different perspective and just give you insight as to what you're struggling with and kind of give you that feedback as to is this something you really should be insecure about or are you in your own head yeah and there's right? so much value to that yeah for sure and what other people's perspectives are and backgrounds I need that yeah. when I'm going through a tough time or I'm insecure about something I need someone to help me get out of that mm-hmm. it's really hard to do on your own it takes a long time to be able to do that on your own and sometimes you don't always have to do it by yourself that's yeah. like the that's the beauty of it you right. should have people that you can rely on to help you through those difficult times and your friends and family want to help you for sure and that's I something feel like i feel a like lot it's of, hard to recognize yeah though. a lot of people feel like they'll they'll feel like a burden to them i struggle with that yeah but like they love you they want to help you they want to see you be successful mm-hmm. and happy at the end of the day persevere and keep moving towards your goals Right. If you have those bucket list items that you set for yourself for the new year or whatever it might be, don't stop moving towards that. Again, time doesn't stop just because you're going through a shitty time in your life. So make sure that, you know, you've you've you're working on yourself, but you're continuing to move forward and then be willing to try a different strategy if necessary. Being open minded. Like, again, if you have that friend who's giving you a different perspective on something, they have advice, maybe try something that they're suggesting I'm sure I've been there like I've, there's things that other people have thought of that I'm like you know what I have been trying it my way for so long and it has been making a difference maybe I'll try it their way yeah and sometimes <laughs> I feel like that can be uncomfortable especially if you're used to being or doing something a certain way so I think you just have to remember that being open-minded and being willing to try new things is only going to make you better and make you stronger yeah and I think maybe taking a step back and we're kind of talking about severe circumstances but maybe it's you lost your job at one point and then now you're at your next job but you're constantly worried you're going to lose your job that's now a new insecurity for you think about some of these tactics we just said right continue to move towards your goal if you're giving you know you're working the hardest you can be working that's all you can ask for at the end of the day just reminding yourselves of these things as you go through those insecurities 100 percent All right, the next type. So type two is a lack of confidence because of social anxiety. And social anxiety is something I think a lot of people struggle with. I do. Yeah, I know that's something that you struggle with. (laughs) Um, That people don't really like to talk about because it's something that they can feel ashamed of or feel embarrassed about, I think. Um, So again, social anxiety is really just 
one of the most common insecurities that people struggle with. It definitely comes from social situations. You know, if you're at a party or a family gathering or interviews or dates, those social situations can really amplify your social anxiety if you're someone that struggles with that. And I think really the root of this particular insecurity is fear of being evaluated by others and then associated with a negative connotation. Like they talk too much or they don't talk enough or they're a know-it-all or I don't like this person because X, Y, and Z. Or basically it comes down to that you feel like you're lacking something. Mm -hmm. Is that how you feel in certain situations? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I know friends of mine who also have social anxiety and some of my friends like they're always like the quiet ones in the corner like they have a hard time having conversations because they have so many things going through their head they're worried about saying the wrong thing they're they're doing this they're doing that so I feel like for me I'm a little bit of the opposite where I'm not really the quiet one (laughs) I'm very outspoken but I think that sometimes because I am, I can get myself into trouble because I talk too much sometimes. And if, I feel like we all do that, like if we're drinking or whatever. But even when I'm not drinking, I talk too much. So it's it's being super self-conscious about what I'm saying. And the only reason I became self-conscious is because other people have passed judgment on the things that I've said and how I've acted. So and, and obviously I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm, I have a big personality. I understand that. So it's those people who might not jive with me very well. I can just tell by their reactions and like hearing things from other people, like what they've said about me. And I feel like this has really developed like in my 20s. I never was very like self-conscious about myself in social situations until like the last like five or so years like or I would say maybe like eight years or so but like I never was and then as I've gotten older and really come into my own I've you know like I said I'm an outspoken person so that comes with consequences I think sometimes but I do beat myself up a lot about it I'm like I need to tone down my personality which is shitty I shouldn't have to feel that way but I do and I overthink and I'll say something I'm like oh my god I shouldn't have said that and then all of a sudden I'm in my head in the moment like oh my god I'm second guessing everything I just like what am I doing and I'm just like really really hard on myself yeah I was gonna ask and then I get anxiety yeah (laughs) I was just gonna ask you though like you brought that up and that's a perfect segue because I was gonna ask when you are in those social situations where you feel like you've said something or done something and someone's going to perceive it the wrong way are you worried that say for example you say something negative about somebody and maybe it wasn't your intention to come off negative maybe you're just frustrated or annoyed with that person are you afraid that it's going to get back to the other person if you can't trust the person that you're speaking to like is that something that you worry about with social is that like is that kind of how social anxiety can be I mean I struggle with it sometimes but not all the time yeah like is that maybe I typically in those circumstances I feel guilty versus more anxious like okay. oh that was that wasn't cool like I I didn't need to put that out in the universe yeah like, but you that were so reflective about that yeah but like I'm not gonna say that to the person to the I'm person. talking to yeah. like you know what I mean like I'm thinking that to myself I think it's more like like some of the examples where you feel like you're lacking something like they talk too much or like this person I'm talking to, like, I meet them, we have a whole ass conversation, I move on. And they're thinking to themselves, oh my God, like, that girl talks way too much. And or, then they're passing a judgment on yeah. you. And then you start to, like, think, like, oh, what did I say that would make them think that about me yeah. or something? Yes. Okay. And then, or, like, why would she say something like that? Or, like, I don't know. See, mine's interesting. I don't know if I would consider myself to have social ang- social anxiety, per se, but I feel like I'm the type of person that, like, if I divulge information to you or I'm talking about something or I'm venting I sometimes get worried did I over did I say too much did I say something did I say something that was hurtful and not that like 
the person I usually say these say these things to that I'm divulging information to are people that I can trust and I know that they would never like cause an issue for me if I was venting about a friend or something like that but that's always something that I think I personally struggle with like worrying about saying something that will get back to somebody if I didn't mean to intentionally say that to hurt their feelings when yeah. I'm just venting like that's yeah. what I struggle with I think that's a normal thing to feel though okay. I think all of us have felt like we've overshared I think part of I think because I have a little bit of social anxiety like it comes it, it's more prevalent mm-hmm. like I'm more aware and like oh, hyper aware that I sh- oh my god I said too much I said this I said that maybe than the average person like you are but I think it's normal for once in a while to be like oh my god I, I should have taken like I should have relaxed that's how I feel like I am so yeah. you wouldn't consider that social anxiety I don't know I, I mean I might okay. I, I'm not an expert here but it's definitely something I'm like very aware of and like think about a lot but from your previous experiences you feel like that's something that has happened to you before mm-hmm. in situations I'm very hyper aware of it in the moment too now where like it used to be more so after the fact so like I will be like in the con- in a conversation with somebody and I'm literally my internal dialogue is don't say something stupid don't fuck up like don't talk too much really like, let them talk make sure you ask them about themselves like <gasps> like yeah I didn't know that mm-hmm. oh my god that's really sad it's okay I feel bad <laughs> well I hope you don't feel that way with me ever because no. I would never no I feel like with the people I'm closest to not at no, all it doesn't and I think that's up. normal for people who have social anxiety like the, the people you really are genuinely the closest with like you're you don't feel that way around them it's it's the people that yeah. you don't know as well yeah okay that makes me sad though I didn't know that it's okay it's fine so yeah I mean maybe I don't have social anxiety <laughs> now that you've kind of explained your inner dialogue but I think like I said before I think we all have our insecurities with oversharing and things that we've said or worrying about how people are going to perceive us I think that's a very common thing mm-hmm. to feel and it definitely comes out more when I'm in situations that I'm not com- like I'm not with my typical crowd of people you know like if I was in a room with a bunch of other people who are similar interests of mine and have similar like personalities as mine and I don't know them I probably would be fine but if like I am like meeting a bunch of different people like I just want to make sure I'm coming off right I don't want to make sure I don't want to seem like I'm stepping on their toes like you know what I mean so I don't know I'm just very hyper conscious of it and I probably am never doing it right anyways (laughs) oh my god stop (laughs) but I think it's almost like that part of you that comes out that's super like critical and reflective Mm -hmm. with yourself though it's like a double-edged sword like I'm like I feel like I am over self-aware like yeah. I'm too self-aware you need to be diagnosed <laughs> like, I, like I seriously feel that way sometimes because like you're so reflective on the things that you say and do but it's almost like you're being too critical of yourself yeah at moments mm-hmm. and that can be exhausting so I can't even imagine well I'm here for you thank you <laughs> thanks for never judging me <laughs> oh my god of course not but I think it's good to bring up too that social anxiety can really develop from your past experiences which feeds you a sense of not belonging or not feeling important or just not feeling enough and I don't know if you can speak to that or if you feel like that has come from deeper rooted things I mean I think it general generally comes from just like my past experiences with with people and like knowing they've said things about me after the fact like hearing it through the grapevine which is like guys like it's just I we've all fallen victim to like passing judgment on people but just remember like it can get back to them and it sucks when it does I think it's also important to bring up too that people that struggle with social anxiety and mags you can speak to this too but I think there are times where you grow up in family dynamics where you have very critical parents Mm -hmm. or you just have a lot of pressure on the way that you're supposed to act in like situations and relationships do you want to speak to that yeah I was um 
this is like I feel I don't my parents are amazing people I love them but like a common thing I was told as a child was I'm obnoxious all really Maggie you're being obnoxious Maggie you're obnoxious Maggie so I feel like that's like really like played into it a lot for me too and that's something that has stayed with you mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me sad <laughs> I'm really like pulling back like the curtain today. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I feel like this is the episode where like <laughs> this stuff is going to come out. Like yeah. there's going to be other episodes where there's going to be a lot of curtains that are going to come <laughs> back for me. So the curtains are dropping. Yeah. So I mean, but those things that your parents say to you, I think this is important to mention too, that the things that your parents say and do will impact you. Yeah. For the rest of your life. And I think that's why we'll get into this more. But it's very daunting. That's why I'm scared to have children. To be a parent. Because there's a lot of pressure on how you act towards your child. What you do. What you say. There's a lot of pressure. And now that I'm somebody who's been through some traumatizing things in my childhood. And seeing family dynamics and just parent relationships. It makes me scared that like I'm going to mess up my own kids. Exactly. So bottom line. This type of insecurity is generally based on distorted beliefs about your self-worth. So Remember that the majority of the time people are more focused on themselves than others and those who judge and exclude are often covering up their own insecurities so they may value superficial attributes instead of character and integrity. So if someone's passing judgment on you it's probably because they have some type of insecurity within themselves. It's very true. That's what I try to remind myself mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I think that like we can talk about like societal influences and I think that there's a lot of judgment passed from like the same sex, like women to women, men to men, and I, that all I think roots from insecurity and, and comparison, like, jealousy. Yeah, I feel like like a lot of times, like just speaking from like a woman's perspective, like women need to support each other, and I think sometimes a lot of people forget that. I just feel like some women look at it as a competition when others look at it as a like union I don't know it's like an opportunity to support one another that's how it should be it shouldn't be where we're tearing each other down and making each other feel worse because a lot of the time many women go through similar things a lot of us do Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be a competition Mm -hmm. or a comparison game and I know that's way easier said than done because I think we all compare and I think that's just a natural thing that we do but we really got to try to get into the habit of not comparing so much yes and that's something I, I want to work on yeah I can get into that thing where I'm like comparing myself to other people and it's like it's not worth it yeah and I think like I've been in situations where I've passed judgment and I've been able to like realize that like over the years like why am I feeling this way am I jealous am yeah. I jealous of them Jealousy is an ugly trait. And that's like really hard to acknowledge. Yeah, because it's ugly. Mm-hmm. It's really something that I think a lot of people feel shameful about. Yeah. I don't like feeling jealous. No. I hate it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is an awful feeling and I don't like that this is coming up for me right now. But also acknowledging that it's just coming up and kind of letting it pass and thinking about what am I actually jealous about? Right. You got to figure that out. Because it could not even be what you think you're jealous about. It could be something totally different. Mm-hmm. You got to peel back the layers. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's tough. But I really think that y- you trying to get over an insecurity, and I feel like we're kind of bleeding into like a different topic, which is like the next insecurity, but that's okay. Um, not really social anxiety, but more so like insecurity towards others. I think that taking a step back and understanding where that is stemming from and 
learning how to like work through that takes a lot of personal development it's really hard um and like in the situations that it's happened to me I've just been like wow I think I'm I think the I think the issue and the feelings that I'm feeling and why I keep saying these negative things about this person is because I'm jealous and why am I jealous I'm jealous because they I don't know I can't think of a reason right now yeah, but like, whatever it whatever is whatever it is um figure out how to overcome that if it's something simple can I attain that okay cool can I not attain it all right well you have to figure out what's going to fulfill you in that situation you know yeah I don't know it's tough but I think that a lot of people don't know how to do that and I think that that's why it's so common I think that's so interesting and I would love to learn more about that Mm -hmm. just jealousy in general how it how it comes about like I think there's just so much like research and things that are out and about nowadays about all these different topics and people are really like delving deep into them and I think jealousy is a huge one yeah and I think to kind of over like overcoming one insecurity is one thing but kind of overcoming the greater insecurity of like being like feeling inferior to other folk other people yeah other females or other men whatever it is you really have to learn to like shift your perspective. I think it all comes down to though is that when you feel like you're not adequate, it's because you don't feel adequate with yourself. Mm-hmm. So like for for example, I think that when you're feeling some type of way about someone else, it's because you don't have that necessarily that thing or you don't do that thing or say that thing or whatever it is that they have and that's something that you want for yourself and like Maggie just said, if it's attainable and you're able to do that for yourself, then you should find ways to do that for yourself. Yeah. If it's something that you can't attain, well, what's another way that I can maybe get to that thing that I want that that person has, but just do it in my own way? Yeah. But I think it's all about an inadequacy with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why we project all of these jealousy and negative feelings towards other people because there's something within us that feels inadequate or not good enough. Exactly. And like I said, I think when you're trying to overcome that, like for the long term not just achieving that one thing that's going to make you feel better it's like shifting your perspective and and acknowledge like like I said in the beginning where we kind of started this conversation is like women should be supporting each other we all should be supporting each other we're all just doing this fucking crazy thing called life so it's like let's give each other grace and there's plenty of room at the table for everyone like it doesn't need to be a competition um you don't have to like everybody, no. but you can be respectful and you can yeah. be kind. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be best friends with everybody. I no. think it's just a matter of like, you know, people are different. You know, like Maggie said, there's going to be people in your life that are just not your cup of tea and that's okay. But that doesn't mean we need to tear them down and make them feel like nothing because we're all human and every human deserves to have an opinion. Yeah. And I think I've done a, a better job at like acknowledging when it comes and someone is passing like their insecurity onto me, like maybe they feel insecure by me and something that I'm doing I try to acknowledge like okay I feel tension I feel negativity coming from this person and I feel like it's like specific to me I'm pegging it like is it pegging what's it called I'm clocking it <laughs> <laughs> no I I feel like pegging's not the wrong word I think clocking's a better <laughs> word <laughs> I'm clocking it and <laughs> they obviously have something that they're insecure about like there's a root 
there's more to that, you know, but that's not my problem. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing you can do for you. Nothing you can do to fix someone's insecurity. It has yeah. to come from with them. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I feel like we got a little off topic, but I feel like let's like wrap up with how to combat social insecurity and then we'll kind of get into that last, that last type. Yeah. So I think talking back to that inner critic of yours. So just reminding yourself that you are, have things in you that are positive you can be a good friend a good partner you can be fun like you need to remind yourself that there are good qualities about you and that inner critic is just there to tear you down and you have to remember that there are good qualities and good things about you so just talking back to that inner critic and kind of just fighting them off which I know can be difficult at times but it's it's something that I think will really benefit you in the long run and will help with the social anxiety preparing in advance so if you're someone that's you know, struggling and worrying about going out into certain social situations, you know, think of some things that you could talk about beforehand, just like current events, movies, hobbies, your job, your family. Think of just very like surface level things that you can talk about to get through a conversation or a situation. Avoiding social situations just makes things worse. So if you're someone, and Maggie can probably speak to this, but if you're someone that struggles with social anxiety or going out to a party or going somewhere where you don't know as many people as you'd like to or they're just not people that you're normally accustomed to, you should still put yourself in those situations where you might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but not going to those things is just only going to make things worse. Also, setting yourself a limited realistic goal. So this can be anything from you know talking to two new people or finding out about one person's work and hobby. So set a goal for yourself when you're in those social situations that when you come out of that social situation, you completed that goal and that should make you feel like you're taking a step in the right direction. And then lastly, focus on others to combat intense self-focus. So you're kind of putting on your observer hat and just noticing what other people seem to be feeling and doing. So for example, do you notice any similarities or skills you can learn from them? So just really being reflective and, you know, reading the room. All right. So type three Our last type is insecurity driven by perfectionism. (laughs) So if you're anything like me and Sam, (laughs) yes, you might have very high standards for yourself. Um, You need to be the best. Maybe you needed the highest grades in school. Maybe you need to be the best at your job, have the best body, have the best house, best kids, car, partner, whatever it is. I hate to break it to you, but life is just really not that fair. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, it's true. Like for school, for example, you might need to have the best grades, but you might have studied for that test super, super hard and you still failed. Or maybe jobs are scarce and you can't find that dream job that you're looking for in the moment. Or maybe... Um, you have shitty ass genetics and you won't look like a Victoria's Secret model naturally. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you have a partner that is resisting commitment and you can't control what they do. At the end of the day, the majority of these things, like I said, are just straight up out of your control. Um, And if you're a control freak like me, that's really, really hard. So if you constantly find yourself unsatisfied and blaming yourself for being less than perfect and like I said earlier, you're going to start to believe in these feelings. You're going to think you're unworthy. You're going to believe those negative thoughts that you're constantly having about yourself. So beating yourself up constantly, worrying about not being good enough can lead to depression, anxiety, and more serious things like eating disorders, chronic fatigue, things like that. So we kind of talked a lot about this 
earlier, but <laughs> I definitely struggle with this because everything needs to be perfect at all times. It's why I have a hard time letting like other people take the reins, which I spent a good 10 minutes explaining to Sam earlier before we started recording how we're having people over tomorrow night and I let Zach take the reins on the entire thing. I'm proud of you. I have no idea what's going on. I'm just I'm just going to walk downstairs from my office and people are going to be here and I'm just going to be like, okay. (laughs) I'm sure that's anxiety provoking, though. It's not bad. I'm doing okay. You're okay. I might just be too tired to care right now. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, I'd be like, oh, my God, I need to make sure this is done. This is done. This is done. I'm just I'm going with the flow. At least it's family and people that you're close Mm -hmm. with. So it's it's not like everything needs to be ready. And if there's things that need to get done while people are here, you can get it done. Exactly. And I think that this is something that like I acknowledged about myself, like certainly like a couple years ago. I was like, I truly like need to relax. (laughs) (laughs) like with everything I like told I think I was having the conversation with you in the car or something at one point I was like I just need to take a step back and chill the fuck out (laughs) it's hard it's hard and I think when you're someone who's constantly needing to be in control and just wanting everything to be so perfect it is absolutely exhausting and when you feel like you're not in control it stirs up all these other emotions for you it's really difficult to get yourself Mm -hmm. out of that yeah because I've been there. I it think sucks. What, last year, my New Year's resolution was to just go with the flow more. You did you did great last yeah. year with that. Thank you. You Thank made you. leaps and bounds. Proud of you. <laughs> it's still there. It's still, like I said, I'm going with the flow for this tomorrow night. I'm just, you know. Okay, so how can we combat perfectionism? So try to evaluate yourself based on how much effort you put in, which is controllable, rather than on the outcome which is dependent on external factors. This is such a good one. Like, really just focus on your effort level. Stop thinking about the outcome. Yeah. Like, if you tried your hardest, you tried your freaking hardest. Yep. There's nothing else to I do. I do really like that, too. You know? Um, think about how much difference it would actually make if, you're, if your work were 10% better. Would the time and energy spent in checking and rechecking or answering every email really be worth it? That's something that I need to work on. I have a problem with not answering emails. I've been better about waiting like 48 hours to respond. I've been really trying to be better about that. But if I come home and I don't have emails answered and they're piling up, I get very overwhelmed. And it's like at the end of the day, if I were to send that email before I left for work, what really is it going to do? I'm still going to get the same response I would if I sent it two days later. Like it doesn't matter. Question. Um <laughs> I understand that you're like this with your work email. What is your actual like private email, like your personal email? Like, do, do you keep that clean? Like your inbox clean? Oh my God. No. Yeah. I'm so bad. I do it every day. Oh my God. Every day. I feel like there's two different kinds of like people in the world. It's either your Gmail is fully organized. You have no unread emails. It's fully put together. Or you have like a thousand and five like unread <laughs> Is that you? I'm reopening mine right now. I have 717 <gasps> emails. Oh my God, that gives me so much anxiety. I can't. I literally will go through my phone every day and go through all just, of my emails. I get so much spam. It overwhelms me. I'm like, I just not. Are you subscribed to a lot of stuff? Yeah. I'm not even. Gonna I look. did a no. declutter of that. I, I need it. I just, I just don't have time. I know. I'm really good about my work email, my personal email. It's freaking disaster. <laughs> That's crazy. No. Yeah, I'm a spaz about that. I don't know why I've always been that way. It's a problem. No, I, I wish. Uh, yeah, 
No. Um, okay, next. Perfectionism is often based on all or nothing thinking. So try to find the gray areas. Is there a more compassionate or understanding way to view a situation? Are you taking your circumstances into account when you evaluate yourself? Is there something you learned or achieved even if the end result wasn't perfect? Those are all very good questions to ask yourself that I need to be better about. Yeah. I mean, if the end result isn't always a win, you always learn something out of every situation. Yeah, exactly. I need to find more compassion and understanding. Yeah. That's what I'm... I feel In like, every situation. <laughs> I feel like that's what I've got, been able to achieve through my journey of trying to, like, fight this insecurity with myself um, is I remind myself, like, there's more to the story. Like this week, for example, I just have been running around like a chicken with a, my head cut off all week. I haven't had time to focus on the little things. Right now, I just can't. I can't put my time and energy there. But I have an awesome husband who's picking up the slack for me. And I just need to let him. <laughs> Has know? that been hard for you, though? Like, have you been struggling with him picking up the slack with certain no, things? No, I think it's been great. I mean, it's taken time. Like, it, I think... It was hard in the beginning, but like I've gotten much better at it. Okay, last one. Perfectionists often have um, conditional self-esteem. They like themselves when they are on top and dislike themselves when things don't go their way. That is so true. So accurate. So accurate. Focus on inner qualities like your character, sincerity, or good values rather than just on what gets you or grades you get or how much you get paid or how much people like you. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's also, too, we're such perfectionists, people in general, not just us per se, because we want to be validated and we want that reassurance that we're doing the right thing or we're being rewarded. I think for me, that's where my perfectionism comes from is that I want to be validated, that like I'm on the right track and I'm doing the right thing and I'm being acknowledged Mm -hmm. for all the hard work I put in. Like I just want that acknowledgement from people. That's really what it comes down to for me, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next we want to move into a little bit of a table discussion. We just have a couple questions we're going to ask each other, each other about our insecurities. How fun. So fun. Love talking <laughs> about insecurities. Yeah. Really putting ourselves out there today. <laughs> oh, yeah. So number one, what do you think your biggest insecurities are? Okay, so I have a few that I'm going to share. I'm not going to really go deep, deep into them because I feel like they all kind of revolve around the same thing. But I definitely have insecurities about my anxiety. That's like number one. I'm very hard on myself when it comes to anxiety and just having anxiety in general. And this is something I've been really trying to work on. It's just being more compassionate and understanding with myself when I'm in those anxious moments. But I feel really like less than other people because I have anxiety. Like I just sometimes feel like, like, well, why me? Like, why am I just not okay? And I think that's just the negative self-talk spiral that I go into. But I'm insecure about it because I just think that sometimes it takes over my life and I have a really hard time being present also I'm very insecure about failing which we talked about earlier in the episode I put a lot of pressure on myself to do the right thing and to not fail and to make all these mistakes so I have a fear of failure especially if you also are a perfectionist yeah it's really hard in almost every facet of my life mm-hmm. I'm very hard on myself I'm very critical um, so failing for me is really difficult no matter what situation I'm in whether it's personal life career any of that stuff also this is kind of interesting but again I think this comes again for me just deep-rooted things insecurities of being alone Mm. 
in my life not necessarily being alone but I guess feeling alone is how I should word it it's just feeling lonely and not feeling like I have something to look forward to or feeling like I have people to support me I think that's scary to feel lonely so that's something that I struggle with and when I feel lonely I get really insecure about it and then lastly I'm insecure about my career at times because I think that specifically with my job it's very hard to make a lot of money with teaching unfortunately it's just a part of our career I mean there's a lot of benefits to teaching and I'm very thankful for a lot of those things but I think for me I grew up in a very um I don't know I guess I just grew up very fortunate Mm -hmm. and I've been very lucky to have a lot of things that I have in my life right now but now that like I'm not living under my parents roof I've had to really readjust my lifestyle and I've now recognized that I love the lifestyle that I had as a kid growing up and I want to continue to have that lifestyle for myself and also for my kids yeah so I think it's hard being a teacher because I think there's kind of a ceiling that you hit with the amount of money that you can make And you really have to find other ways to make money, whether that's a side job or going back to school. Like there's just a lot of other things that you have to do. So for me, I feel like I have an insecurity when it comes to my job and just making enough money in order to maintain my lifestyle. I feel like they all stem back to the main three that we just talked about. Yeah. Um, I feel like for the most part, I'm pretty open with mine on the pod. Like we know I have body insecurities I'm a perfectionist, so I have a lot of insecurities about not meeting these certain standards I have in my head, whether that be the way I look, the way I dress, the way I present myself, the way my house looks, the way whatever. So I struggle with that a lot. I'm insecure about how other people perceive me. So that's kind of where my like social anxiety comes in. I want to come off like, I don't know, just meeting the standards that I have in my head which is frustrating and really hard to do and unrealistic really I have a lot of insecurities which is more recently just because we're kind of at that age now where people are having kids I have a lot of insecurities about having kids and being a parent so that's a new one for me but it's there (laughs) it's real yeah so there's definitely it's tough but everybody has them yeah I mean I guess what have you done to kind of combat the insecurities that you have yeah like I feel like I talked about a little a little bit about it already but just giving myself grace taking a moment and like acknowledging that I'm having this insecurity in that moment like what's causing this insecurity right now whether it be just me and like putting the pressure on myself or it's like an external factor and just trying different things to pull myself out of it rather that be leaning on a loved one leaning on like Zach or leaning on you or whatever um or talking it out sometimes just having a conversation about like okay I'm feeling insecure and this is why sometimes that helps yeah I was just gonna say that's like my (laughs) biggest one is to talk it out to like talk to somebody that I trust and that I love and that knows me Mm -hmm. and that can help me figure out what's going on in my head and why I'm insecure about it and kind of how to move forward is there anything new that you want to try to help yourself overcome Hmm. with these insecurities um I mean, there's a lot of good things that we went over today. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the one I think that is the toughest for me is that perfectionism. Because that bleeds into everything I do. Because that just doesn't bleed into, like, the way I dress or the way I look. It bleeds into the way I 
handle my friendships, the way I handle my relationships, the way I might raise my children one day. And like there's it just like really impacts everything. So that's one like I really want to focus on and like make sure at the end of the day, am I acknowledging that I'm <laughs> being over the top? Or <laughs> it, do I at least know I'm putting all my effort in? If that's it, then that's the best I can do. And just being okay with that. And yeah. like letting other people take the reins and going with the flow more. I feel like too, though, I mean, I've been your friend now for a couple of years and I feel like you really have made a lot of growth and progress with that. It's just being more self-aware of like when you're in those moments of insecurity and reflecting with yourself and thinking about it. I really do. I feel like you've been so good about being reflective and being aware of like these things that you struggle with and like not projecting them, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think we can get into that habit. I still do it all the time. There's certain there's things that I do all the time. I'm like, damn, I wish I didn't do that. Like, you know, (laughs) but that's just like that's just a part of growing and learning. And as long as you put the effort in at the end of the day, like that the thing for me is like, what do I want to do to change like these insecurities that I feel about myself? Well, number one, I don't really necessarily know if they're ever going to go away. Um, I think it's just something like I said before that you just kind of have to learn to deal with and learn how to cope with. But I think if you're someone who's continually just putting in the effort and doing things that you know will benefit you and help you overcome these insecurities, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. You know? I agree. I totally agree. So so well said. How do you think society plays into insecurities? I feel like we talked about this a little bit earlier with like the genders. Well, society's huge. But like, insecurities. do you think it's getting worse? Do you think it's always been bad? I think it's always been an issue. But I think it's progressively gotten worse. Just from my perspective, just seeing, especially younger Mm -hmm. kids, I think it's very prevalent right now that a lot of kids are feeling insecure. I was just talking to a coworker the other day and there was a TikTok that came out that there was this woman who bought her daughter like a Stanley looking cup for Marshalls and she brought it to school. She got it for Christmas. She was so excited about it. She went to school and kids were literally making fun of her and bashing her because it wasn't a normal Stanley. What the hell? And it's just like we we can become so materialistic Mm -hmm. and we can just like that's going to be an insecurity for her now is that like she doesn't have the finest things in life or she's not good enough because she doesn't have a Stanley like that really can demoralize somebody I just feel like everything now is so extra and we and everyone has to have it and if you don't have it you're the odd one out everything is so over the top Mm -hmm. and now we have social media so it's like we can share like show all the and half the times it's fake like, I have so many girls in my class, fifth graders, carrying crossbody Lululemon bags. Like, that's my purse that I use every day, and you're carrying it to school with what? Chapstick? Little pencils and erasers? Like, you don't need that. It's so unnecessary. It's so crazy. I just feel like yeah. parents are feeding into it. We're yeah. all feeding into this, like, societal pressure that, like, if you don't have these things, that you're not good enough mm-hmm. or you're not worthy. And we're making it worse. That's just my opinion, though. We all need to learn how to reflect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. But then it's like it's tough because it's like, okay, you're going to go against that. But then like what if your kid gets bullied in school? Exactly. So it's, it's like, like so it's a hard. double-edged sword because it's like you don't want your kid to be the odd one out. But also we need to start making a stand. Yeah, that's sad. I'm not around a lot of younger kids. But speaking from like my point of view, it's like for me, like I go on Instagram and someone has this like extravagant – 
house and they have like all these decorations and then i'm like oh, i want to do that i want to make my house look my house is not gonna look like that my house is built in like 1802 like it's <laughs> not gonna look like that <laughs> it's hard though and or like yeah same thing with like fashion you know me i love fashion so it's like i want to have the latest and greatest thing i want to be able to put together the cutest outfit but it's like my wallet doesn't want me to do that no <laughs> not at all it's hard it's hard because you just don't want to feel like the ad ball out but i think i think it's no i feel like society in general like going way back like it's always been about keeping up with the joneses like it really has but i feel like it has progressively gotten worse as like um not even social like as like media has started like mm-hmm. going back into like the 60s the 70s and like tv tvs back then it's like you wanted to be the white picket fence family you wanted to be the most beautiful wife on the street with a, that host of all the tupperware parties i'm using my Mad Men reference right now i'm like watching the show um and then like now fast forward it's like you have all these different social media outlets and videos and people just like like i said though half time it's fake like that they're just faking it yeah <laughs> it's not even real. i think as you get older though you are more aware that you can get into those like societal trends where you feel like you have to keep up with the joneses kind but of I feel like, like you that's said that's a newer thing yeah like, it's I a newer feel like thing us recognizing like what's real what's fake what's worth it what's not when it comes to like comparing ourselves to what we see on social media that's a new thing mm-hmm. that we like as like our generation has been forced like to learn how to do or else mm-hmm. we're all gonna go fucking crazy yeah 100 percent. totally that's agree hard. do you think that you are the most insecure in your 20s like in general if you're thinking holistically I think yes only because in my 20s came a lot of insecurities but also it came with me being able to acknowledge those insecurities so I feel like in the beginning when you first start to acknowledge them and you're trying to work through it you're you're like more hypercritical because you're like trying to find the answer. Yeah. But like you're not going to find it right away. So it's like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling this yeah. way. Yeah. It's like, because so I then, feel like you've always had those insecurities maybe your whole life, but really is your 20s is where you're starting to actually work on the yeah. insecurities. So that's why they're more prevalent or you're more focused on them mm-hmm. and you feel more insecure because you're working on those things. Right? Yeah. That's how I feel at least. No, I agree. How do you handle someone with an insecurity that you don't have? I think it depends like if someone's passing judgment like I said earlier onto me and maybe they're just like someone I'm not as close with or whatever it's kind of just like acknowledging that oh they must have an insecurity and kind of being like not my problem whatever move on but if it's someone that I'm like close with um someone I'm like with a lot or spend you know live with whatever it may be I think you have to be understanding to that I think communication comes in there in there you want to understand what they're insecure about and I would want to help them. Yeah. Like do what I can do to like help them through that, I guess. Yeah, I agree. All right. So next, I just quickly wanted to go through some additional tips to help overcome insecurities. I know we talked more like in depth about it already, but just some additional options for you. Um, Starting with just confronting and acknowledging those feelings. We talked about that a lot today. Um, Set achievable goals for yourself, (laughs) right? Create an action plan to reach your goal of overcoming your insecurity. SMART goals really just comes into play so much with mental health. It comes up into every single episode. (laughs) Prepare yourself for setbacks. It's going to happen. It's okay. I promise. 
embrace who you are that's a big one my hair is in your tree just wants to hang out there oh it's cute i know it's I like love a it. such a vibe <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm not taking my tree down yet i'm a crazy person challenge your negative thoughts so after having so many negative thoughts about yourself like i said you start to believe them so challenge those thoughts these scenarios don't reflect your true value just remember that like that's so important as your at your core that's all that matters and i think that like that's what happens when your friend does something out of character past judgment on someone that's kind of an ugly trait you still love them at the end of the day because you know them at your their core Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's the same thing surround yourself with encouraging people again and talking to them if you feel comfortable and that can be family friends you know you can listen to a podcast (laughs) listen to us we'll give you all the info try new things let go of people and situations that fuel your insecurities that's a big one yeah we don't need those toxic people in our lives and last but not least which is probably one of the hardest ones stop comparing yourself to others everyone is different everyone does things at their own pace with their own unique path celebrate your wins without measuring oh i love that i love that very nicely said all right so I felt like, I feel like we kind of introed this last episode, but like I'm officially introing it this episode. We want to do a quote of the week. Last quote episode. of the week, I did not understand. No, it wasn't a good one. So we're trying again. <laughs> I'm going to be better. I'm going to be more present. I'm going to pay attention. I promise. Because yeah. clearly I missed the whole memo. No, but it didn't make sense. So you weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. <laughs> I'm still not over it. We, we were giggling about that for the, like the whole week. Yeah, I, feel I had like. a cut, like a cut. I don't know if anyone noticed, but I had to like cut the episode, like that part of the episode. Oh, you did? We were laughing so hard for so long. Oh my, God. Like, oh my God. We need to, we need to move on and calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the quote of the week this week I found is from Lois L. Hay. So it's, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving yourself and see what happens. Mm, love that. Yeah. Cuts deep. Quote of the week. Carry it with you guys. (laughs) So we have a quiz for you guys this week. It's a BuzzFeed quiz. Some of our favorite favorite. quizzes come from BuzzFeed. (laughs) Um, It's actually based on your aesthetic preferences. Oh boy. Here we go. And I didn't even take this yet. So we're going to take it together. Okay. Here we go. Is it accurate? Okay. Mine is you're insecure about your looks. (laughs) You're beautiful and don't let anyone tell you anything different, even yourself. Oh, hold on. I'm almost. Oh, it says I'm also insecure about my looks. Okay, well, that's not true. Yeah, I don't (laughs) totally agree with that. I mean, I think there's moments in my life where I'm insecure about maybe the way I look or how I'm feeling about myself, but um, we must have picked the similar ones, did we? (laughs) We probably did. Probably did. I don't know. Was, it was fun though yeah. you guys should take the quiz though because the pictures are really pretty yeah they are really pretty. <laughs> i actually had a hard time picking because there was a couple where i was like i like all of them all right so to wrap it up we're gonna do our weekly highs and lows sam weekly high or low start. i'll start with my weekly high i think starting out a positive is always best weekly high i think is hmm oh so I have been reading with Dylan at night. Oh. So we're reading this book together. It's one of his books for like business. And there was this quote that I read last night that I actually want to share with you all. So we're going to do another quote of the week. But it's from this book that he's reading. It's called The 5 a.m. Club. And it really resonated with me. And I think you're going to love it too, Megs. Okay. So it says, each one of you carries a quiet genius and a triumphant hero within your hearts. 
Dismiss these as idealistic words of an elderly inspirationalist if you wish. But I am proud to be an idealist. Our world needs more of us, and yet I am also a realist. And here's the truth. Most people on the planet today don't think much of themselves, unfortunately. They secure their identity by who they are externally. They evaluate their achievement by what they've collected versus by the character they've cultivated. They compare themselves to the orchestrated and fake highlight reels presented by the people they follow. They measure their self-worth by their net worth, and they get kidnapped by the false thought that because something has never been done, it can't be done. Depleting the grand and electrifying possibilities their lives are meant to become. This explains why the majority is sinking in the quicksand of uncertainty, boredom, distraction, and complexity. Wow. Wasn't that really good? I was reading that to him last night, and I was like, first off, this relates to our episode, because it's all talking about insecurity and not looking at the highlight reels, right? And not identifying... Not not uh, basing your value yes. on your external factors. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is like the it, book called? It's called The 5 a.m. Club. Oh. It's all about like setting routines and habits for yourself and like getting up in the morning and like starting your day. But I really loved that quote and it's something I read last night and I just felt uplifted after it. Yeah. That was so, moving. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought I'd share it with y'all. Great quote. What about you? What was your high? <laughs> <laughs> Can you not come up with the one like I just said? Because mine was very poetic. Yeah, you should have gone <laughs> the second. How do I follow that up? <laughs> um, hmm. I think a high for me was being able to take a step back from being a control freak. Yeah, I would say that's a really big high. I just thought high. of it. I mean, throughout doing this episode, but I'm like, that was that was good. Good job, Maggie. You know, I don't, I don't like that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said that. <laughs> Wait, so what about your low then? Mm. Um. Oh, I can share my low. Okay. My low is not getting out of bed until oh. 7.30. I've been really bad about getting up this week and I want to be better because I feel like I'm very lethargic in the morning and it just sets the tone for yes. not a great day. That's very, that's very true. I had a similar day like that. On I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I didn't get to bed till seven thirty. Yeah, I got to work on time though. I made it to work on time, but I could not rise. Yeah, it's hard for me to rise every morning. (laughs) (laughs) But lately, it's been rough. Yeah, but I did get up and go to the gym yesterday morning. Oh, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I got up at six. 530. I just keep realizing I'm saying I'm proud of you. I feel like that should make you feel really good about yourself. I really do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we need to be better about that. So that's, I feel like both of our lows for the week. Yeah. We need to be better about getting up. <laughs> I waste so many hours of the day. So many. It's truly, it's so bad. Anyways, <laughs> I think that's everything. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing yeah. about our insecurities. Yeah. And please like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram at all the freaking things. Please. And TikTok. Oh, yeah. I posted our first TikTok. You did? Yeah. You didn't even tell me. Slowly trickling. You know, them okay, so yeah, TikTok. If you're a TikTok person, i um, not a TikTok person, but go f- like us on TikTok <laughs> and all that fun stuff. If you can even yeah. like somebody on TikTok, can you? You can follow them. Oh, can you yeah. like them? Like, like their post. Pro- yeah. post? Like their profile? Can you like their profile? It's just follow them. Okay. Follow, it's like Instagram. So you guys <laughs> know that anything on TikTok, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you sound like, like a grandma, right? I am. <laughs> when it comes to TikTok, I am. What do you do on the TikTok? <laughs> do you like them? You, what do you do? Um, okay, yeah. And if you guys have any thoughts or anything, topics, future topics you want us to explore, we'd be happy to do it. Yeah, let us know um and that's it so i hope you guys have a great great week and uh 
we'll uh, see you next time we'll see you next week love you guys peace out bye <laughs>